0: slain for the hope of the world yes Jesus we just magnify you oh we thank you thank you thank you father we thank you thank you thank you father we give you praise in Jesus name in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah well you may be seated if you can Hallelujah. Kids, you can take off to your classroom. We've kept you more than long enough up here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Well, Holy Spirit, we just say whatever it is you want. <laughs> I think that seems to be the, the little vein we've been in recently. It's just like, man, it, we don't need to preach if we don't have to preach. Come on. You know, the Bible says that they were like, there's some that heap up teachers unto themselves having itching ears. There's a time where it's not just about what you hear. It's about using what you got. Come on. It's let it, letting the, the lion inside of you out. Come on. Releasing it on the problems of this world and the yes. problems of your life letting them bow and become subject to the one who said, all authority and a power has been given unto me, therefore you take it and you go. Yes. He said that you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. He said that you'll cast out demons in my name. Come on. He said that those signs will follow those who believe, not, not those who had it all together, those who believe, you know, and that's just what you are, right? Say, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. You know, it's what comes, just comes easy to your nature, right? You know, it's harder for you to doubt than it is for you to believe because you're a believer. Yeah. He didn't call the church the doubters. He called them believers. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Get, get, get it, go a little bit further than that. You know, when you talk about being a Christian, do you know what that means? That means you're a Christ bearer. Yes. Where you go, he goes. Come on. And there's a world that's looking for him. They don't know they're looking for him. They're just looking for something that's real. Something that, that will actually impact their life and not just be another fancy story and another tale that somebody has told them. No, they want to see people stand up. It's, it says that the, the whole earth groans and waiting for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. They're not, this earth is not waiting for God. They're waiting for you to stand up and bring God to the world through you because that's who you called to Be. be. That's who you've been called to be in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Being the pastor, I I get the prerogative. of If we want to worship more, we'll worship more. (laughs) And if you don't like it, there's a door. Come on. (laughs) We worship until we're done, right? We worship until the Holy Spirit says, okay, we move on. And if we just instead of preaching, we spend the time praying, hey, we're blessed. Man, prayer's got such a bad name in the body of Christ. We need, to, we need to have some ch- praying saints rise back up in this age. Can you turn me up a bit? My voice is a little squeaky, and I just feel like I'm having to strain a little bit more. <coughs> Excuse me. Man, we need a praying church. Yes, yes. Ooh, we need a praying church who is on the edge of everything that God's wanting to do. When he says, okay, it's now time to shift left, we shift left. And when he says we shift right, yeah. you shift Right. You need to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. It is so important in this day that you don't know what's going on. Man, there's so much change that's happening in this world day by day. You gotta be right on the cusp of what God is calling and what He's saying. He'll keep you from harm. He'll bring you right where you need to be for increase and prosperity. Come on, that's not a dirty word in the body of Christ. There's some stupid teachings about it, but God knows how to give you wisdom. Come on. We look at Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. The blessing was upon them, and they couldn't help but prosper. Why? Because they did what God told them to do. Come on. You think about the story of uh, of the, the, the cattle, and they said, you know, you can have all these cattle, and we'll have all this kind of cattle. And so God gave him wisdom to multiply his flock. So that they got jealous and said, okay, no, we're changing it. We'll take those ones, and you take the weak ones. And so God gave him wisdom, and he rose up those ones. And the weak ones became the strong ones. And then he got jealous again. He's like, well, I can't have you have the good ones. No, whatever you touch, God will give you wisdom to prosper. There's nothing, there's nothing ungodly about that. That's just what happens when you listen to God. Everything he touches prospers because that's the kind of God he is, and you're his kid. So we just listen. We have to listen. And so we're stirring up um, this morning. The Holy Spirit's talking to you all the time. How much listening have we done? I got here this morning. I can tell off on myself. You know, I I kind of view myself as um, uh, when you're a pastor, you live in a glass house. And so a lot of the examples end up being my examples because they might as well help somebody if they didn't help me. (laughs) I got here this morning. And before church, I was like, you know what? I have not even stopped to acknowledge the Holy Spirit this morning. I got so busy into my day. And I said, God, I'm sorry. Holy Spirit, what do you want to say this morning? What do you want to say? I made it all through the weekend without asking him what he wanted to preach today. We got a message. We'll preach it, maybe. (laughs) But that's just not a preaching thing. That's a life thing. Have you made it through your day so far and not said, Holy Spirit, where should my focus and my thoughts be? Come on. Because he'll save you a heap of trouble. Being in the right place at the right time. You know, I love a story from one of my mentors was telling me. One of her friends was a missionary down in South America. And things were starting to go bad in the country that she was in and she got word from someone in the government saying, you need to get your money out of the banks today because you won't be able to get it tomorrow. So go today and get it. And so she listened, she went, she withdrew all her money, and as she came out the door of the bank, she noticed two guys on motorcycles waiting on the corner. And she was like, oh, they know what we're doing. This is not good. And so she jumped on her little moped with her little bag of money, and she's going. And sure enough, they jumped, and they're following behind her and going. And she's starting to freak out, going, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then all of a sudden, she heard the voice of our friend go, you know him. Just rose up out of her heart. And our friend has said it a million times. It's the message she preaches every time that she gets up. You know the Holy Spirit. And it just rose up on the inside of her. You know him. And then she heard left. She turned her moped left, went down another street, and then right, and went right, and just kept following the instructions of the Holy Spirit until she realized, oh, they're not. I've lost them. They're no longer behind us. He can save you a world of hurt if we just listen in the moment-by-moment moment details. Come on. Being where he wants us to be, when he wants us to be there. You're at a point right now. God wanted you to be here this morning because there's a message and an experience here for you yes. to grow you. Yes. Come on. Yes. You know, when, when there's certain things that when they stir in my heart certain ways, I know it's like, man, you don't want to miss church. And then when you get there, you're like, some missed because there was obstacles that came up. And though they should have been there, you know, I'm not saying you always need to be in church every Sunday. I take holidays too, right? I go places too, but I'm saying there's times where you need to be somewhere. You need to get there. You know, I said last week when I was starting that one uh, four weeks ago. Now we preached a place called there in my spirit. I knew that it was a pivotal message. It was a pivotal mo- pivotal not Bub no bees in there pivotal <laughs> moment for the our church and for the body of Christ. That that was the moment. You know what happened when I got here that morning? our plow guy blew the engine out of his truck said he was gonna have it fixed didn't get it fixed and we couldn't use our parking lot that day and so I pull up to church and I was immediately mad seriously I could have found somebody else if you would have let me know and immediately the enemy come on cuz we're still talking about I'm not ignorant I'm not ignorant of the enemy's devices right that's where we were last week I'm not ignorant of what he's immediately he's trying to stir up discontent on the inside of me I knew it was a pivotal day And now he's saying It's not going to be perfect Come on yeah. Come on yeah. I'm like I could have shoveled If I knew yesterday Could have got somebody who's trying to stir you up Come on We've all been in moments like that Where we had good, we're in a good mood Before we got to work And then all of a sudden There's like And like great That's just what I needed I was having a good day My coffee was just the right temperature <laughs> It was right, right amount of sweetness Come on And the enemy will do that. He'll throw things in your way for you to give up your attitude. He doesn't get to choose your attitude. And so I was quick in my heart to say, it doesn't matter if the parking lot isn't shoveled or not. We'll park on the street. Come on. And then I got in the doors and there was another problem. And then even before the service started, there was another problem. And it's like, man. And I just said, ha, 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 devil. Ha ha ha, devil. I got that from my friend Spiros. Ha ha ha, devil. Sometimes you just gotta laugh at him. When you recognize the schemes. Come on. When you recognize that he's trying to get you off. He's trying to screw up. Trying to get you to take a right when you should have taken a left or should have standed. Standed it. Standed it. Come on. We'll get, we'll get all the right amount of consonants and vowels in these words one of these days. Never said I was a perfect speaker. I know. I just like to make fun of myself sometimes. Mitch, better to make fun of me than you, right? (laughs) Come on. It's good to just go ha ha ha, devil. You can you can throw what you want. I'm still going through. I still win. I still win. Come on. So lest Satan should take advantage of us, we're not ignorant of his devices. And we pointed out to you last week, it says, take advantage. Which means he has to try and get it from you because he does not have the advantage. Yeah. He doesn't have it. And he's going to try and scheme and wheel and deal to get you to give it to him. He's going to manipulate. He's going to scheme. He's going to give you thoughts that aren't true. And you've got to realize that if he's even telling you it, you already know the opposite is true. If he says, this is, this is this just very, very plain practical right now. If you feel like you can't, that's a good indication that you can. Do I need to say that again? If you feel like you can't, that's a good indication that you can. Because if he's bothering to lie to you about it, it means the opposite is true. Come on, somebody needs to hear that this morning. That if the thought is saying, you're not going to get ahead, the opposite is true. Because all he knows how to do is lie. So anything that comes out of his mouth, the opposite is true. And so we told you last week that his first device is trying to keep you ignorant of who you are. That's why we spent so much time last week talking about you and not him. Might as well bump up who you are in your mind because that's who he doesn't want you to know. He doesn't care that you're a Christian. But if you step out and start walking in who you are and what god has said you can do then that becomes a big problem for him he's happy when christians do this good message pastor good message that was so great you know what he hates i'm gonna take that i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna do something with it and as soon as you turn determine in your heart he's going quick throw the bus in front of them bring the train down this way come on let's get them off get them out of the way and he'll try as he can, but he can't. Because his second device is he tries to keep you ignorant of who he really is. And as Isaiah 14 said while well, he was prophesying, he said, the world will gaze at you and say, is this the one who shook the kingdoms of the earth? Seriously, that's him? Yeah. And so when, we, when he's revealed in all of his lack of glory, because he doesn't got any glory, we're going to go like, oh my goodness, how was he ever what he was in my life? And we don't have to wait until that end point to say, seriously, that's him? He's revealed now. We're not ignorant of his devices. Hallelujah. So today, I want to jump over to a story in John chapter 8. So if you've got your Bibles, you can turn there. Welcome to all you who are joining us via the internet. I feel like you just dropped you right into the middle of something. You didn't know what was going on. But we say, hey, welcome. Open your Bible. Follow along. Sit in your seat, pull on the anointing. God's got great stuff for you today as well. Yeah. In John chapter 8, did you find your way over there? Yeah. We're going to jump right into the center of the story. And so, just for a little bit of context, we have the, the woman who is caught in adultery. They drag, him, drag her before Jesus and said, Hey, she was caught in the very act. And anytime we talk about the story, it's like, Where was the guy if this is the very act? You know? And so, it was most likely it was one of them. <laughs> and it was a setup for Jesus. And so they throw her before and he says, you who who have no sin, you cast the first stone. You stone her first. And they all knew that they were not without sin. And so they file out, they stand back, and Jesus starts to teach the crowd and talk to the crowd. And as he's talking to the crowd and people are like, man, this is awesome, the Pharisees start to come back. They've kind of shook it off like, man, he really bamboozled us there with that woman caught in adultery. Maybe we should go back and we should try and kill him. And it says that they tried to take him, but they could not, for his time had not yet come. We have to understand that about Jesus. He said that no man could take his life from him. He had to lay it down. Come on. Last time I checked, you and him are brothers. And we're so worried about other, what other people may do to us. Come on. Just like Jesus, walked through the crowd and they try to grab and he's just like, nope, not my time. Keeps going through. Yeah. And so he kind of gets them stirred up a bit. Come on, we're still in John 8. I, I, I didn't forget where we were going. And it says, they said to him, who are you? <laughs> and you can read this with a whole bunch of indignation and stain. It's like It's kind of like, who do you think you are? Come on I think people have maybe heard that naturally Who do you think you are telling me that I know I have as a pastor (laughs) And usually what follows is not good Who do you think you are Jesus Telling us these things And he said to them Just what I have been saying to you from the beginning And so if Satan's goal is to lie to you God's goal is to be honest and open And tell you the truth at all times how many times did Jesus in his stories throughout the gospel say, truly, truly, I say to you? Not just like, this is one true statement. This is, I'm double putting it in there to let you know that what I'm about to tell you is the very truth. <laughs> <laughs> and so he says, I'm, I'm, I'm who I've been saying since the beginning. And he says, I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is True. And I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. And they didn't understand that he spoke to them of the Father. And then Jesus said, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father taught me, I speak these things. So he clearly tells them, When you lift me up, they didn't know he was about to be crucified. He says, but when you lift me up, you're going to know that what I'm telling you right now is true. That's exactly what happened. You know how I just said that no one took his life from him. He laid it down. When he was on the cross, he said, my father, my father, forgive them. And then it says he cried with a loud voice, and he gave up his spirit. He let it go. And in the moment that he let it go, the earth began to shake and the sky darkened over, and there was an earthquake throughout the air, the region. And it says the, 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 the separation in the Holy of Holies, the veil that separated the presence of God from the people was ripped from the top to the bottom. And that was like woo, way up there. It's not like somebody got up there and was yanking on it. No, God said, I won't be confined to this room anymore. I'm going to make my home in people. And he ripped the veil wide open, and he flooded out, and it split the graves open. And recently, dead people started getting up and walked into the city. and like, I don't know what happened. I was dead in the grave, but hey, let's sit down and have a meal. And he said, when you lift me up, you'll know that I, what I'm saying to you is true. And it said in that moment when he cried with a loud voice, it says the soldiers that were around him said, truly, this is. Was the son of God He confirms his word With signs following He said so I'm telling you things that are true I've been saying these things since the beginning You haven't been believing them But guess what go ahead and watch them And there's going to be a genre of Christians In this upcoming season Who stand up and they do what God has said of them and they go ahead and they let stretch out their hands to heal. They go ahead and make disciples of all nations. And the other Christians are going to be like, whoo, that's pretty awesome. And you can turn and say to them, hey, it's not just for me. It's for you and for you and for you and for you and for you. We can't stand to have any more passive Christianity in this day. At the end there, while we were singing, I was singing the Lamb, the soon-and-coming King. Do you realize what the last words of the Bible are? Just in case you're curious. Nobody's curious? Nobody's curious? 22 verse 7, Revelation, Behold, I'm coming quickly, and blessed is he who keeps the words of this prophecy in this book. So he says, Behold, I'm coming quickly. Verse 12, and behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give unto everyone to their work. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Come on. Verse 20, surely I am coming quickly. And the last section, amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. You gotta realize if they were saying quickly 2,000 years ago, how much more would the day you live in Come on. So when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father taught me, I speak these things. And He who sent me is with me. And the Father has not left me alone, for I will always do the things that please Him. And as He spoke these words, many believed in Him. Many believed. This was started as an antagonistic crowd of people who came there to try and catch him in a lie or misapplying the law. And as he just began to speak the words of truth, a bunch of hard cases began to believe in him. You know, think about that for a second. I'm going way different direction than I thought we were going this morning. But when you get out there and you're feeling like, you know, maybe I should share Jesus with this person, we have a tendency to look at them and be like, looks a little rough. (laughs) He's a little gruff. He doesn't want to hear what I have to say. (laughs) Who said that you were supposed to go with how he looks? Now, I used to love listening to the stories from the Chariots of Light motorcycles gang, and they were a bunch of big burly guys with tattoos on Harleys, And they would drive around to different festivals and share Jesus with people. And they would walk up to people and people are like, scared of them. (laughs) Because of how they look in their leathers and their tats and their bikes. And then that person is sharing them the love of Jesus. We don't go with how they look or how we think they'll respond to what God has for them. Good news is good news no matter what they look like. So here hard cases begin to believe in him. And Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed. If you abide, if you live out of my word. You know, this is not talking about how Christians some do it. Pretend this is my Bible. Oh, I love my Bible. I love my Bible. Oh, my Bible's so great. I don't love my Bible. I love the God of the Bible. And his words that he wrote to me, they are life. And they are health to my flesh. But it doesn't come from the Bible. It comes from the God who empowered the Bible. It said the Word became flesh and He dwelt among us. The Word became flesh and He dwelt among us. And then the Word ascended on high and He sat down at the right hand of the Father. And He had been raised up and I've made to sit together with the Word. I sit together with the living Word. And His words are alive in me. Come on. That's what Hebrews said. The Word is alive, and it's quick, and it's powerful, and it divides between what are our thoughts and His thoughts. The Word is alive on the inside of me. He didn't say live with the Word. He said uh, live in the Word. Live in Jesus. You're my disciples indeed if you do that. And He said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Come on. Not that you'll read the truth, that you'll actually begin to know it Knowing has to do with understanding and applying and working with it and living in it. Come on, the words come alive on the page and they get acted out in your life. Come on, maybe I need to walk a little bit back here. I'm not talking just to the front row, right? I'm talking to those that are all here this morning. Just I'm talking to Craig because Craig's got wild stories and not that story we were talking about this morning. (laughs) But when you just yield your tongue to God... He'll fill it with things that turn people's lives around. You'll know the truth, and you'll live the truth, and you'll be the truth. Nothing but the truth, so help you God. I think I mixed some things up there. And they answered and said, we're Abraham's descendants, and we've never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? And this is such a hilarious, let's just bring the context to this. When you are in a a conversation with someone whose heart's not open, stupid things will come out of their mouths. It's okay. Step past them. Keep going. How do we know that? Here, they said, we're Abraham's descendants, and we've never been in bondage to anyone. At this point, they could say, they've been in bondage to everyone. We've read the book of Exodus, right? Right? where he delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians, who they were bondage for 400 years. Come on. Then they were carried away to Babylon, and then they were swapped, kind of like tradesies, to Persia. And at the time of this writing, they're in subjugation to Rome. The only one who didn't hold them was, uh, was, uh, were the Greeks. It's actually really a funny story of why that is. When Alexander the Great was conquering through that area and going city after city, you surrender or we burn you down. The high priest at the time, this is in the intertestamental period between Malachi and Matthew, the 400-year dark years. And in between there, this is what the history books tell us, that as Alexander the Great and his armies were coming towards Jerusalem, the high priest dressed in white robes, he put on his priestly robes, and he asked for the scroll of Daniel. And he rode out to meet the army, and he sat down with Alexander the Great and showed himself in the the prophecies of Daniel, of the different kingdoms that would rise. And Alexander the Great was so impressed that he's like, man, they're showing me that I'm doing what... And I guess he didn't put two and two together that that empire would fall. (laughs) But he was so impressed, he let Jerusalem stand. So if we're going to talk about we've never been in bondage to anyone, no, you've been in bondage to everyone except the Greeks. And you're currently in bondage. And so things that aren't logical will come out of people's mouth. Keep going. Keep feeding the seed. And Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits a sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. So i got to ask you, which one are you? You are sons and daughters of God. And he said, he who commits a sin is a slave to sin. We're talking pre-Jesus sacrifice. You're no longer a slave to sin. It, we're not, this is not a question of your actions, but a question of your condition. In Romans chapter 6, verse 4 says, we were. Everyone say were. we're. How, what is that? Is that future tense? No, that's past tense. We were buried with him through baptism into death. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Come on, let's say that again. If we were united with him in death, in the likeness of his death, shouldn't we also be in the likeness of his resurrection? That's why in First John it says, as he is, so are we in this world. Not in heaven. Right now. Right now. Say right now. Right now. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. And so he's saying, slaves, they only stay for a bit. But sons and daughters stay forever. Back to John 8. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I'm free. free. And he says, I know you're Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me. (laughs) Talk about an angry crowd. (laughs) Calling Calling them on it. But you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. But he said, if you live in the word, you're my disciples indeed. And you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. We've been saying all this just to get to where we're about to get in verse number 38. I didn't forget where I was going. We know. Come on. You've been sticking up with me here? He says, my word has no place in you. And he said, I speak what I've seen my. Everyone say My. And you do what you see your father, which means there's two different sources in which Jesus and the crowd are listening to, but both think they're listening to God. And they answered and said, Abraham's our father. Jesus said, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Come on, think about Abraham. Everywhere he went, doors opened and he was blessed. Where he went, life flowed with him. Even when he lied. Come on. Even when he tried to make the blessing and the promise happen his own way instead of God's way, the blessing still flowed. And he said, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Well, for you, man, Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us. Everyone say us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree meaning Jesus that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith and so we're not in the same condition as these Pharisees that are challenging him we actually are the seed of Abraham and the blessing of Abraham has been poured upon us through faith not by natural lineage, but those who believe are now of the seed of Abraham. Yeah. He's saying if you were Abraham's kids, you would walk in Abraham's blessings and you would do Abraham's works, but you're not. He says, but now you seek to kill me. A man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. Come on. You have to realize this is, this is anger ground for them. Don't you dare try and tell us we're not who we think we are. Come on. That's what got him dragged before Pilate. Yeah. You make yourself out to be like God and put yourself above us. They liked their position of power lording over the people. You know, the thing is with God and his grace, he, it gives up the control. Yeah. And he lets you grow and you stand up. Religion tries to keep a person down. Right. Yeah. There's a difference between Christianity and religion. Right. I'm here to lift you up and make you grow and stand up. I don't need to put my thumb on you and push you down and say, obey me, obey me, obey me. Man, if you're going to obey someone, I'm probably the last person you should do. Obey God. And my endeavor is seek him as I seek him. Follow after me as I follow after him. Religion tries to keep you down. He says, you seek to kill me, a man who's told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. And he said, you do the deeds of your father. And they said to him, we're not born of fornication. We have only one father, God. And he said, if, you were, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth, and I came from God, and nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you're not able to listen to my words. And here's why. He said, you are of your father the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do he was a murderer from the beginning and he does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him and when he speaks a lie he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it we said all that just to get back to where we started when he speaks to you he speaks from a resource of lies which means anything that comes out of his mouth and passes into your head is a lie And so we take a hold of those thoughts and say, no, that's not what my Father in heaven said about me. Come on, we have to stir ourselves up on the new creation realities that I always triumph in Christ Jesus, I always win. That I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Come on. These are the things we stir ourselves up because the spirit that is in the world and that is being exercised in the thoughts that they're playing out are not true. And sadly to say, in most churches today, it's the same thing. They think more like what the world thinks than they think like God thinks. Not in here, right? Come on, that's why we talk about these things. We stir you up in new creation realities, in who you are in Christ Jesus, so that when you hear the words, you're like, that's not right at all. And you go left, or left, when everybody else is going right right if I'm standing this way, right? (laughs) Left! For he's a liar. And he said, you're speaking from your father. And so there's different sources and that's why the Bible says don't believe every spirit but test them that they are actually from God. Come on. There's things that sound good but aren't good. Come on. We said, I think, last week that many are the plans of man, but it's the Lord's purposes that will stand. And so what's going on here is the crux of what we're trying to get down to is it's not always what the enemy is throwing to you. He'll often put people in your way. Because if he can't get to you, he'll go through someone else. And you ever find that you're having a great day and it's just like, someone else wants to come and try and stink it up for you? Other people listen better than you do to him. Come on. I know after 20 years now of pastoring that when God launches me out in a certain direction, I can almost guarantee you that week I'm going to get a call from someone who's mad. Why? Because he couldn't get to me so he's trying to stir up somebody else so that I'll focus on them instead of him. Guaranteed 100% of the time somebody calls and is mad, or we're leaving the church and we're taking our money with you, fine, God's a bigger giver than you ever will be, come on, these things don't surprise me anymore, but it doesn't just happen to pastors, it happens to people, when God is moving you in certain directions, right now we've been stirring some things up in the last few weeks, I guarantee you some of you had some experience that you're like, what is going on right now, why is this happening, if he can't get to you, he'll go through someone else. And this is also something that we need to be careful of in ourselves, that he might try and stir you up to get somebody else off. Say, not me. me. I won't be used. used. And you're saying, Pastor Jordan, I I just don't think that happens. Really? Really? Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. It says, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples, these are his followers, his, his most loved followers, that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes, and be killed and raised on the third day. So he's speaking plainly and openly about everything that is exactly about to happen. And it says, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. And he said, far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. (laughs) And he turned and he said, get behind me, Peter. Peter was listening in a different direction. He said, get behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me, and you're not mindful. Now he's talking to Peter. You're not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. Now, you want to know how fast the pendulum can swing sometimes if we're not careful? Literally, the conversation before this rebuke was Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my Father in heaven. Come on. And then Jesus said, it's not going to happen. Or Peter said, it's not going to happen like that. And that's why we need to be cognizant of what the source is. Because on the rock of Revelation, this is what he revealed to Peter. He said, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so one second, he's listening to God, and the next second, he's listening elsewhere. And that's why he said, if you live in my word, you'll know the truth because when other things get spoken you're like, no, that's not true that's not going to happen to me that's not going to happen to you but you know what happened is he dealt with the source he could have rebuked Peter but he didn't he said, get behind me Satan this is not the first time this happened to Jesus either There was a situation going on and some of his disciples said, do you want us to call down fire from heaven like Elijah did? And he said, you don't know what spirit you're of right now. Obviously it wasn't the Holy Spirit. So we become aware of the source and we deal with it instead. And so I'm going to take a moment to remind you that people are not your problem. Your angry co is not your problem. Your brother-in-law who you just can't get along with is not your problem fill in the gap of whoever you would like. People have problems. People listen to sources that are not true. Deal with the source and love the person. Ephesians 6.12 says, for we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That's people. Can we speak plainly about it, right? We don't wrestle with people. That's right, James. It's, It's exactly where we miss it. We like to fight the things that stand in front of us and not recognize the root and the source of it. And just as you've been in the past, 100% guaranteed you've listened to the wrong source in your past. And you seek forgiveness and grace, right? Extend the same to them. Can we push a little further on that? Justin Trudeau is not your problem fill in an MP that you don't like. They're not your problem. The premier is not your problem. Maybe they're listening to the wrong source and they got bad advisors. This is time for the church to stand up and speak to what's behind. This is time for the church to stand up and glorify Jesus. Because he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men unto me. Come on. Can we speak plainly about things like that? If we can't speak plainly in church, when can we speak? We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against rulers of darkness and things of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. There are things that are out there that are aligned with the enemy who are just as flimsy and as weak as him. Come on, go, go listen to last week's message again. If the boss is that weak, guess what? The followers are just as bad. And so we deal with the source. Do you know what can happen to the life of a person when you just say, God, I speak life over them. I thank you that they have eyes to see the light of the glorious gospel that has been hidden earthen vessels. Man, pray the the Pauline prayers over them. God, that you would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened that they would know what is the hope of their calling and what are the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of the power of them who believes according to the working of your mighty power or we can go over to the third chapter that you would strengthen them with all might and power by your spirit in their inner man that Christ you would dwell in their heart by faith that they would be rooted and grounded in love that they would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the, the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, and to know your love, which passes understanding, that they would be filled with all the fullness of you, God. Yes. And unto you who is able and is doing exceedingly abundantly, above all they could ask or think, according to the power that works on the inside of them. Yes. We could jump to Colossians and say, God, that they would walk worthy of your calling, unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of you, God. We don't attack people. We build them up. But you go ahead and you attack the spirit. say, I command you to shut up in the name of Jesus, Spirit. I command peace where you're trying to bring division. We said last week we don't mince words with the devil. You have no obligation to be nice to him, Mitch. No obligation at all. Ray, you can go ahead and just boot him right in the teeth all you want. It may seem a little bit against your nature because you're such a loving and caring guy. Not him. Not with him you go ahead and you boot them right in the teeth. You have no obligation to be nice to the work of the enemy. When it comes to spiritual things, you go after it. When it comes to people, you go ahead and you grab them by the hand, you lift them up, you make them stand strong and stand established. We can talk plainly about these things, right? Because it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of, everyone say strongholds. What he didn't say was people. Yeah, right. There may be a person standing in a stronghold, but when you move the stand stronghold, they will get back in their place. It says, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen? So we're not ignorant of his devices. He wants you to be ignorant of who you are. He wants you to be ignorant of who he is. And if he can't do those two things, he'll start throwing people in your way, but people aren't your problem. You can overcome. You can stand strong in who he's called you to be. And I want to tell you something really emphatically this morning is... He doesn't give a rip about the devil. He failed at the only purpose he was created for. You go ahead and live in your purpose. To be sons and daughters of God. Amen? Father, we just thank you for all that you are. We thank you for the revealing of these things, Lord. That we don't have to be scared of the enemy. He's beaten. We don't have to be scared about the future. It's good. We win. We win. We thank you, Father, that in all things, we triumph. In all things, we overcome. Even when it looks like we've lost. Even when it looks like things aren't ever going to turn around, we know that if it's not good, it's not God, and we keep going. We keep pushing. We keep believing. Because I don't need to always see everything that lies ahead of me. For as long as I know that I'm in the power of your hand, I can believe. You're going to make me stand. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. So go ahead and say this with me. I hunger. I hunger hunger for you, God. I hunger for for all that you have for me. I I will not settle. settle. Say it again. I will not settle settle. for what the enemy may bring. bring. Because everything he brings will bow the name of Jesus. Every weapon formed will be turned around and used for my good. Because God, I hunger. You may be watching this morning via the internet or you're in this place. There, This is the moment now. If you haven't stepped into the kingdom of God, today's the day and this is time don't wait another moment if you're watching at home right now you need to go ahead and step into the kingdom with us and start experiencing kingdom things we would love to pray with you right now everyone say father i ask for jesus and i receive him into my life right now i turn from all else and i declare you as lord in jesus name amen and if you just prayed that prayer with us, we would love for you to get in contact with us. We would love to get some resources into your hands. We'd love to get you hooked up with a good church in your area. If you're in the Smith Falls area, we say, welcome home. We would love to walk this journey together with you. Guys, in a moment, our Word Care team is going to be right up here at the front. They would love to pray with you in whatever's going on. Whether it's good and you got a praise report. Whether it's bad and you want to watch it turn in the name of Jesus come and pray with them. If you want to get filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that's a great place to do it with people who uh, know know God and know what they're doing. Come on. You know, some of us are still fumbling around. (laughs) Come on. Myself included a lot of the times. Don't leave here without what God has come to deliver into your hands. When we come to church, got something for you every time. There are no down days in God. Every time you come to the throne, whether it's here or at home, He's got something for you. If you want to give, you can do so at wordchurch.ca forward slash give. Envelopes from the front, things at the back, but guys, you're not ignorant any longer. There you have a responsibility to what you know. Don't let Him walk on your flowers. Don't let Him walk on your garden, go ahead and give him a boot. You guys are blessed. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you all soon.